Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, it's great to have you with us today. I'm really believing that this word is for you, your circumstance and for your year. You know, here we are, January 2023, a new year uh, for a lot of people, a new year of opportunity, a new career for some people, a new grade at school for some people, a new university course for some people. But for us all, in some ways, it represents a clean slate, a moment in January where we can choose to decide what are we taking in with us from last year? Uh, what are we, what thoughts, what hopes, what fears, what burdens? Where are we going to position ourselves for this brand new year of opportunity? We serve a great God who is all about fresh starts, all about the new. And today I want to bring this word that I guess is exactly for the moments in life, maybe even this January, the moments in life where you have a hope, where you have a dream, where you have a promise from God, where you have a word from God, and you are living in the before moment, before you've seen it, before you've experienced it, before the doors opened, before the breakthroughs happened, and how we posture ourselves, how we conduct ourselves, how we speak about ourselves, how we speak to other people, how we relate to Jesus, how we relate to life, how we navigate the choices of life in the before moment. And in January, you and I know that God has a great plan for our lives this year. December should look very different to January, can look very different to January. And as we head into this year, as we have this unique before perspective that we won't have again later in the year, September, we won't have a before experience. December, we will only have an after experience. We will never get this before moment again. And so I want to speak to you about how you handle before. In Isaiah 54, we read the word of God to a woman in a very before moment. It says this, Sing, barren woman, you who have never born a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. I tell you, talk about an exciting promise. Talk about an exciting word from God, an overwhelming surge of descendants that will possess territories and take ground and do great things. Yet, this word was given to a woman who was very much living when it comes to this promise in the before. She didn't have lots of descendants. She didn't have overwhelming people who were taking possession of cities and, and, and filling a tent and doing great things. She didn't even have one child. The word of God came to this woman in her before state. She was in her January moment. A great word, a great hope, a great dream, even a great confidence, but she hadn't seen any of it yet. And she had a choice to make. As a barren woman, she should have been behaving in a certain way in this before moment. But as a woman of faith, the word came to her to teach her, you don't have to live in your before the way your emotions tell you to, 
the way circumstances tell you to. You don't have to do January the way the world says to do it, but you can live your before state, your January state, before you've seen it in a whole different way because you've got the promise of God. Hebrews teaches us, let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. I want to remind you, with all the hopes and dreams and fears and things that you will conquer this year, as you stand here in your before month, the January month, where you've hit your reset, when you've got a sense of new beginning and a sense of new opportunity, when you have this before moment, seize and hold unswervingly to the hope that you profess before he who promised you how he's reliable, he's trustworthy, and he's faithful to his word. Some of the lessons we can learn from this barren woman before she'd had her promise in her before season, in her January season, some lessons we can learn. Number one is an attitude of praise. Everyone say praise. Think about that word. I tell you, a barren woman, and by the way, Tam and I, you know, through our IVF journey, we were diagnosed as inexplicably infertile. We were called barren. We were called you can't have kids. So we kind of relate to this story and we relate to this story emotionally and we relate to this story circumstantially. I um, thank God that it was over five or six years later. This woman, we don't know how long she lived with this label and this expectation and this condition of barrenness. But I know this, that a barren person shouldn't be praising. A barren person should be making a noise of grief should be making a noise of mourning, should be making a noise of crying, maybe on their good days should be making no noise at all, a silent life, should be keeping it all together, just surviving. Circumstantially and emotionally, a barren person should be doing anything but praising. Yet, God teaches this woman that you can live life differently. You can do January differently. You can do before differently because you've got the Word of God. The world might call you barren, but the Word of God is the one and the definition that we can respond to. Psalm 100 says, Shout for joy all the, all, to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. And it says this, Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Enter His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Enter the year, enter your season, enter your new job, your new grade at school, your new university course, your new relationships. Enter this new season of opportunity. Enter with praise. Enter with thanksgiving. Even if the world says you're barren, even if your emotions say you're barren, even if circumstances say you're barren, there is one whose word and whose declaration is way more powerful that reigns over all those declarations. And that's the declaration of God that although the, although the world says you're barren, He says you're fruitful. Although the world says you'll amount to nothing, He says you've got a great plan and a great future. And as you listen to His declaration, 
we can praise even before we've seen it. See, in our lives, our soul is such a delicate and important influence in our lives. You know, we have our spiritual world and our spiritual life, and people think that faith is just about spirituality. And it certainly is, where you are a spiritual being, but you also have a soul. And your soul isn't designed to live independently of your spirit. Your soul needs to be led. And your soul is at its best when it is led by your spirit. When the Word of God and the presence of God and the anointing of God and the truth of God is flowing from into your spirit and from your spirit and leading your soul, which is your mind, will and emotions, it is at its absolute best. But a lot, the problem is a lot of people, even Christians, can quarantine Christianity to the area of their spirit and be spiritually healthy, yet neglect the leadership of their soul. And so the internet and Facebook and TikTok and emotions and bank balances and mortgage rates and fear and all these things start to assert leadership over their soul. And of course, their soul gets filled with grief and fear and insecurity and confusion and anger and bitterness and racism and poverty. And our soul can go down a very dark path because it's being led by the wrong things. I thank God that this barren woman, she understood that her soul wasn't gonna be led by her barrenness, by her doctor's report. Her soul was gonna be led by her spirit. And in this place today, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I wanna tell you, God knows exactly your barrenness. And he is filling your spirit with the very truth and encouragement and courage and revelation and anointing needed to lead your soul and to be a person of praise in Jesus' wonderful name. This January, I actually would suggest to you, is the most important month of the year to fill with praise. Before you've seen anything happen, say, this year, I'm gonna start it with thanksgiving. This year, I'm gonna start it with praise. My soul will bless the Lord. That's great preaching. I tell you, I need to hear that today. Number two, the first lesson we can learn from her is praise. Number two is the concept of preparation. So this barren woman with no children yet gets a word from God to sing, praise, burst for joy, but then to enlarge, do a renovation of her home. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Do a renovation on your home. You haven't any kids for the bedrooms yet, but do a renovation. Um, I am not a camper. Uh, my parents were avid campers, and through all my upbringing, they were trying to convert me to camping. And I'm sorry, it just never worked. For those of you watching today, if you own a tent, if you own a, a what else do you take uh, camping? Uh, if you own a tarp, if you own a pot that you would put on a fire, good for you. Good for you. Uh, going out into all of that nature and having a really bad counterfeit version of everything that you could have in the comfort of your own home. Good for you for being a camper. I'm not a camper, but I know that camping, you've got your tent and my parents have 
big tents with multiple rooms and they've got tents that are like the size of a person. It's essentially, it's a camping coffin. It's when you're eaten by the spiders out there in Australia, uh, you're ready, you're, you're, you're in your camping coffin, ready to be dealt with, it's okay. But these tents, this woman is told, you know, want a larger tent, add rooms, make space, make the cords longer, strengthen your cords, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, make sure that your tent is large. And this woman essentially was being told by God, prepare the tent. Before you've got the demand, make room for the demand. Before you see it, make room for it. You know, in 2023, we've got the promise of God, but it will mean that a lot of work's got to be done on our tents. Your tent, your life, my tent, my life. It's not enough for God to have an incredibly expansive promise if we can't contain it. In 2023, we've got to work on our capacity. The Holy Spirit will grow our lives, will open up our spirits, cause us to be generous, to lengthen our connections, to be bold with new relationships, to go deeper, to be people of an expansive, open life and open heart. Lord, work on my tent, work on me, grow me, so that Lord, in some way, I can accommodate the promise and the call that you have for me. You know, I don't want to be a person who gets to December and says, I wish I'd worked harder on my love or my patience or my generosity or my kindness or my ability to be inconvenienced or my ability to be bold and courageous. I don't want to get to that point and go, my tent could have been bigger. I should have had that extension on my tent. I could have added that to my tent but I was too tired or too busy or too proud or too distracted to deal with it. I wanna be a person who prepares my life and my heart. And I hope that you too can make that decision, Lord. I pray that you would do a work in my life so that I can in some ways, Lord, accommodate, can accommodate the call that you have for me. Number three, praise, prepare, and lastly is to plant. You know, this barren woman, uh, had no one to send anywhere. She had no one to send anywhere, but the word of God came to her saying, I want you to send. I want you to plant. I want you to invest your descendants around the place. It says, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. You know, 2022, our church called it the year of seed. And all year, we centered around a verse in 2 Corinthians 9 that says, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but he who sows generously will also reap generously. That you cannot sow and give in a way that outgives God. This barren woman, the word of God came to her, be prepared to sow, be prepared to plant, literally be prepared to send your seed. I reckon... The trap would have been for her, for child number one that she had, to hold on to that kid. She'd fought for so long, she'd planned for so long, she'd prayed for so long. Finally, she gets her first born son or daughter. Man, it would have been tempting to hold on to that kid tight 
to keep them in her home, to raise them in her home, to give them a career in her hometown, to keep that kid nice and close. But God, before she even had that child, was teaching her, be prepared to send them. Be prepared to release. Be prepared to give. And he was getting her heart generous and open-handed with the blessing and the seed that he was giving her. 2023 is going to be a great year for you. You will have challenges, moments of battle, moments of breakthrough, but it will be good because you serve a good, good God. But let's learn lessons, especially in January, to praise, prepare, and plant. I'm so grateful that our Heavenly Father didn't keep Jesus to himself, but sowed Jesus for you and I. To our messy humanity with our sin, our shame, our guilt, our flaws, he gave, he sent, he invested, he blessed with a savior. If you've never asked Jesus for forgiveness, today is your day. Maybe you once have prayed that prayer, but for whatever reason, you've walked away from your salvation in Jesus, whether it's for the first time or again, I'm gonna ask you to be bold and honest with God and honest with yourself. Put your hand up in your life and say, I need salvation. I've got sin, I've got mess, I've got guilt, and for the first time or again, I need to receive the seed of His forgiveness. And I wanna pray for you. So wherever you are, whether you're in an auditorium or whether you're in your bedroom, whether you're on a train, I wanna pray for you and Jesus will hear and respond to every prayer that you pray. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for people who for the first time or again are saying we need you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that none of us are perfect. We are all messy and flawed and it is for that very reason that you give us your grace. I ask you to forgive each person of their sin, their flaws, their mistakes. And I thank you, Lord, that you would fill their hearts and lives with your peace, love, and purpose in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, for us all, we will never get January again. We will never get the start again. We will never get the before moment again. Let's be people. Let's be a church. Let's be people who understand the power in the before to praise, prepare, and plant. God bless. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts, videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.